I'm Andrew Norton, and this is Completely Optional Knowledge. Listener Matthew Hollingshead has a question for us. Um, The question is, why is it so funny to watch people get hurt? What made you think of this question? What made you want to get this question answered? You know, I came of age in the 90s as a, as a skateboard enthusiast. And a big part of every skateboard video is always the, the bails and people falling. Like I spent, you know, entire evenings of time that I've really like cherished with people who I love on YouTube watching compilations of people get hurt. And I, and I consider those time well spent. So it's time well spent with an asterisk, right? Like at the end of the day, you know, you're asking this question. You're like, hey, is this, am I cool? You know, is this, is this okay? Yeah. I mean, is this a guilty pleasure or should I just be okay with having it as like a pleasure? Do you have a favorite like um, person getting hurt video or go to? I always like when there's like a middle aged man who's taken a lot of care to set up some elaborate scenario where he's going to do something really cool. And you can tell that he's super proud of himself. (laughs) And then it goes wrong, like almost instantly. And usually because the thing that he's trying to do is just like impossible. So it's like messing with dads is your favorite genre (laughs) (laughs) i guess so i love my dad though and i wouldn't want him to do these things you're just kind of wondering what's at the root of this and there's a little bit of guilt there yeah i mean i guess uh if, if you could put it another way it would be like dear podcast please tell me that i'm a good person i'm andrew norton and this is completely optional knowledge Brought to you by Greenpeace. Ask, inquire, seek the truth. The show where we take questions that make you go, huh? And we try and make you be like, oh. Completely Optional Knowledge is presented by Greenpeace. Help support the show and show your support by signing up for news and updates at greenpeace.org slash USA slash knowledge. Caleb Warren is an assistant professor of marketing at the University of Arizona, and he's put a lot of thought and a lot of research into what makes us laugh. He actually helped come up with something he calls the general theory of humor. We figured out, it's like, well, when you think something's wrong, but at the same time benign or maybe acceptable, then you often find these things that are wrong also funny. And so that kind of transformed into what we now call the benign violation theory. Is this where the classic man getting hit and groin with football might fit in? (laughs) Yes. So when there's something really bad that happens, someone's hit in the groin, someone's hit with a ball, someone breaks a leg, that can be benign if there's enough distance to make it seem like it's not a threat to me personally. So if it's someone you don't care about, if it's not real, like it's a cartoon. Or like an internet clip, right? Like a guy crashing on his bike on the internet. You're like, this is great. Yeah. I mean, it helps that you don't know that person. It probably helps that they don't show like him being rushed to the emergency room and put in life support afterwards. And it, it probably like they're probably doing some kind of stupid. I mean, it's like America's Funniest Home Videos. It's like, yes. okay, well, what do you think is going to happen when you ride your bike down a water slide? Like, how did you picture this going? You know? Exactly. So it's almost it's almost deserved in a way, which right. helps make it seem benign. So this benign violation theory, how did you get to that? Because in hindsight, it's kind of like, well, well, yeah, man, that, that's funny. You know, are you sending them in a room and, and rating how much they're laughing? How do you actually come to that stuff? Yeah, we've done a lot of stuff like that. So in one of the studies there, and this was, this was my favorite one, we took pictures that we had found online, kind of different internet sites. And this one was a guy with a finger going up his nose and coming out his eye socket. Okay. 
So that's the severe violation. That's the really threatening one. We took another picture. It was a guy with a whole bunch of ice on his beard, kind of icicles in his beard. And it was an extreme amount. So there, that one was more mildly threatening. And we used them in a couple of different studies. So in one study, we told people that either the pictures are real or they had been Photoshopped. So they're not real. Well, so that really bad one people think is less funny when it's real sure, and more sure. funny when it's fake. But the guy with ice on his beard, they think is more funny when it's real, less funny when it's fake. Gotcha. Okay. There are two reasons something cannot be funny. Either it's too threatening, it's just wrong, or it's just mundane. It's normal. It's who cares? Right. Uh, so you need to kind of fall into that sweet spot in between that we call a benign violation. Gotcha. I mean, it is funny because, you know, when you told me about the photo, I chuckled at it, but I, I don't want to go Google this photo. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, uh, no thanks. You know, If something bad that happens is really bad, so someone breaks a leg or gets pulverized by an anvil, then it's funnier if you feel far away from it. I'm, I'm laughing now. I apologize. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'm, I'm picturing like a Wiley Coyote. I don't know. So yeah, when Wiley Coyote gets pulverized by an anvil, it can be funny. But when your brother who works at the steel company gets pulverized by an anvil, it's awful. There's no humor there. So the reason these really bad things can be funny is because the distance makes them seem benign. Distance provides safety in a way. Mm. Um, so all these things that increase distance reduce threat. So when something's really threatening, when it's really bad, when there's a strong violation, when someone's really hurt and you add this distance, you make it seem benign and humor goes up. But why is it that we find that pain humorous potentially? So you're getting at kind of the question, why does humor exist in the first place? And if you look at where it originates in other species aside from humans and other species do laugh in certain places. So mammals, especially apes will laugh when they're tickled or when they're being chased. I believe that one of the main reasons we have humor and laughter is to, to signal both to ourselves and to others that something that seems really wrong is actually nothing to worry about. And one of the things that's most important for survival is like, okay, there's not a threat here. And you don't normally need to signal that. But if there's some ambiguity, if other people might not know, then it becomes very important to show that this is not actually threatening. And so that's where you see, especially in apes, you see laughter a lot of times in chasing games. If um, one ape is chasing another, the ape that is being chased will laugh to sort of show that, look, I understand this is play. Keep going. Let's keep doing this. In contemporary society, I think that humor plays a similar role to before. It's still signaling something's not quite right, but it's okay. It's not something we need to get upset about or bet on a shape about or lose sleep over. Right. So you may or may not know the answer to this. Maybe we can only speculate, but I wonder what would happen if we did show some gorillas like another gorilla getting hit in the groin. Yeah, I can only speculate because I haven't read this. I think there is evidence out there. Um, and I think that they sometimes do find that sort of thing funny. Okay. One story that's been told to me, and this is, I think, secondhand. This is like gorilla groin humor rumor mill. I like this. Okay. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> the story is there's um, a mom and a baby gorilla that are kind of walking around together. And the mom decides to hide up a tree. And the baby gorilla starts looking for the mom and can't find it. And the mom's up in the tree just cracking up, laughing, laughing at it. It's a practical joke the gorilla played. And it's not there. It's not physical harm so much, but the 
the the kid the kid is the kid gorilla is threatened because can't find the mom and the mom thinks it's hilarious because she knows it's the the kid's not really in danger. I'm right here. Right. And, and, and that, that gorilla is now suing Ashton Kutcher over punked, I believe, actually. <laughs> I think she has a case there. <laughs> he saw that. He said, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel a bit like we pulled the curtain back on something that's it's typically like a really natural part of life. And I wonder if I'll ever be able to go back to the innocent person I was before. If we've taken the fun out of things, are you going to continue kind of watching these videos, but but then be the really boring dude who explains why they're funny and kind of ruin all the fun of the evening? I try to resist all my inclinations to be the really boring dude. So I'll probably save this. I'll probably save this little piece of information for myself. Well, it reminds me of that quote, that famous quote that I'm probably going to completely misquote right now. But, you know, dissecting a joke is a little bit like dissecting a frog. Sure, you are understand it better but the frog dies in the process (laughs) so this could be like our least funny episode ever but you know going back to the types of videos that you like where it's like sort of like slapsticky and and again we could probably psychoanalyze you for a while here you're very specific with saying middle-aged man uh getting things ready and and then and then messing up i feel like that falls under the category of this benign violation theory Totally. You have really low stakes, but it means so, so much to that one person, but but the risk isn't too high and, and you're kind of uh, removed from it. It's interesting. This is like pretty closely related to just like, why do we laugh at things? It's nice to kind of learn that that's like a signal that we're keeping each other safe with, with laughter. That kind of makes it almost even like nicer in some ways. It's like an awkward laugh, right? Where it's just like, oh, we're all in on the joke. Yeah. But the thing that, that now that I'm feeling even worse about it a little is that, uh, that he was right, that there's no um, guarantee that the people in the videos online are like seriously injured afterwards. It's, it's like this buffet of, of like hilarious misery that you're just washing through and, and the consequences don't matter. So now I don't know what I feel. I've never heard the internet described so aptly. A buffet of hilarious misery, is that what you said? <laughs> That's it, yeah, it's trademarked. Completely Optional Knowledge is presented by Greenpeace, and unlike other podcast sponsors, they don't want to try and sell you underwear or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We all love underwear, but they just want to keep in touch. So visit greenpeace.org slash USA slash knowledge to sign up for news and updates. It's really easy, and you'll be helping support the show. Completely Optional Knowledge is produced by J.P. Davidson. Breakmaster Cylinder made our theme music, and me, I'm Andrew Norton. Head over to completelyoptionalknowledge.org to hear more episodes, to subscribe, and to, of course, ask us your questions because we need your weird questions to keep this thing going. Leave us a voicemail with your questions and feedback at 202-697-6912. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with more Completely Optional Knowledge. And hey, if you like the podcast, do us a favor and tell someone about it. Share it on Twitter, on Facebook, um, you know, LinkedIn. Uh, get your MySpace account fired up and, and just share the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Science.